Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our next episode of Tupotoa Talano, the alumni series. Uh, very exciting. This is our first one for 2023. Yeah, and uh, so crazy to think that the year is moving by so quickly, but uh, it's an awesome privilege to have this beautiful young man with us um, this afternoon. Yeah, just ticked over 12. And so we'll let you introduce yourself, please. Also, um, obviously, name, where you're from, uh, where you intern and when you intern, if that's okay. We'll start from there and we'll, we'll go from there, eh? Perfect. Uh, Talofa, yeah. love everyone. My name is uh, Irvin Lavera Tuloi. Uh, I'm Samoan, born here, but raised in our beautiful island home of Samoa. Uh, that's where I grew up before coming back uh, for school and obviously for, for work. Uh, I interned at uh, Fonterra Cooperative Group from uh, summer 2021-2022. Cool, cool. Awesome. So, just in that little intro alone, man, I think there's a lot, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you said yeah. born in New Zealand? Born here. Raised yeah. in Samoa. Raised in Samoa. Okay. So, how did that happen and what ages was that? So, obviously, I think back then, I'm not too sure how immigration, you know, laws worked. <laughs> Are you uh, legal? Hey, I'm legal, brother. <laughs> By all means, legal, man. My mom came over. Um, hey, and obviously, you know, she's like, okay, well, give birth here. I yeah. think having that kind of like that that um, long view of like, okay, this could work out in the long run. Came over here, she had me over here, I think it was just probably a couple of weeks, probably less, and then went back. Literally you were born in New Zealand. Literally born here, brother. Wow, And moved back to the islands. (laughs) So I don't remember nothing from here. All I remember was just probably some photos. My mum was just, hey, uh, your uncle and your family helped out with, you know, getting us over, and then went back. Yeah, and then that's all I knew. All pretty much all childhood memories were formed and made in Samoa. Mm. And then obviously grew up a little bit and then did travel here yeah. back and forth, but everything was in Samoa. Yeah. So all like, schooling? All schooling was in Samoa until we moved in 2006 properly, like as a family. And then I did year nine at Avondale. And then, US. yeah, Westy. <laughs> right, we'll, right we'll forgive you for having the apologies, bro. It's okay. Hey, West, man, West. How was that? Like, obviously, you know, coming to New Zealand, it's mm. such a critical time, too. Yeah. Like, that's the start of high school, yeah. How was the transition? It was um, because I did year six and seven here. I went Waterview Intermediate. Then I went to Avondale Intermediate, or Waterview Primary, I mean. Then I went to Avondale Intermediate for year seven, and I went back for a year. Yeah, eight to Samoa. Samoa. Okay. And then it made everything a little bit easier because I, obviously I just left here yeah. after living with my my uh, my aunties. That both of them passed on. Mm. Um, went back to year eight and then year nine, coming back. I think the transition was, was okay, even though like you still had to kind of get used to the kids mm. and the language barrier. But uh, I think having the right groups of friends that I still have now. Yeah. Those are the same group of boys that I, I, I all of us, you know, have all grown up now. Everyone lives here overseas. Yeah. All have families now. But those were kind of like the group of boys I stuck with from year nine, even till now. Yes. So it worked out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it worked out. Mm. What was that like juggling those two worlds? It was, uh, uh, I wouldn't say like easy, but it was... I think it was uh, trying sometimes. There were, there were definitely some testing moments. Like, okay, well, you know, I'll do what the, the typical, you know, teenager would do here or, you know, listen or at least take some of the learnings that we did from Samoa. Yeah. It could be like the hard, hard lessons learned. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wink, wink. 
<laughs> hard lessons learned to take those on board. But then I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always uh, a big believer that, um, you know, like if you are very grounded, like you have a good foundation, like good, solid, like family values, and obviously church, yeah. then I think uh, just juggling the both worlds, you know, you can cope a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Mm, love that. I love that korero yeah. about you being born here, like yeah. being tethered here, yeah. and then coming back, like you're supposed to come back. I love that. I yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> How has, um, so you ended up going to Avondale? Yes. Yeah. What was it like growing up out west? Do you think you would have been a different person if it was you had been born somewhere else, like, I don't know, South Yeah, no, I, th I think, yeah. Um, so when we got back in year nine, um, I went to enroll at Avondale, but uh, they said no, massive no. Oh. Um, just, I don't, I don't know the reasons why. So we had two schools in mind. One would be Calston Boys. Or Max, those were the other two. And my mom said, hey, if we go the third time, and they said no, then it's either going to be these two schools. And so because we came and we sit on Avondale, and it's kind of like no-brainer. It was a distance. You just walk like five minutes to school. So I feel like if we hadn't settled in Avondale and we settled elsewhere, it would have been completely different with like school and kind of like uh, friends and choices along the way um, but I think it's all kind of worked out mm. yeah all kind of worked out so far so so far so good yeah, yeah but definitely definitely would have been a massive game changer if uh, say I came and settled up east or came and settled up north shore mm. came and settled in south it would have been very different or even outside of Auckland mm. been very different and um, we were talking before so you mentioned you're on the process of Completing props. Yes. So I congratulations have, yeah. on oh, obviously getting you, there. Oh. And then I think we'll, we'll touch on more on that. Yeah, yeah. Soon, but <laughs> I think, um, That's another. Woo. Yeah. You know, you, you talked about foundations, mm. yeah. and I'm I'm a massive advocate for foundations. Yeah. You know, just like a house, if it's if it's not solid, then it crumbles mm. under you know the, the slightest blow of wind. Day. Mm. So you know, you mentioned obviously faith and family. What would you say is makes up your foundation how has that helped you mm. get through all of that uh, to where you are now um, yeah obviously obviously family uh, my family they're pretty big in the Samoan culture uh, cultural practices and traditions and so just maintaining that like one of the simplest one was maintaining the language mm -hmm. in our home because we all came at a very like tender age of like okay you can lose the language at any time yeah. I came well, yeah, year nine, my sister was year seven, my little brother was just about to turn, go to year one, my Rosebank primary. Yeah. And so my dad made that rule, was that, okay, maintain the language at home, because, you know, throughout the day, predominantly you're speaking English when you leave the house. And so just maintaining that simple thing got us closer, you know. And even till now, all of us are fluent yeah. in our language, and we hardly go back to Samoa. Well, we can when we get the time. But having that has kind of like grounded us Grounded-y, like yeah. through our journey. Um, cultural practices, very big on that. And it just reminds us of, you know, you know what it's like to be a Pacific Islander, what it's like to be Samoan, mm. the cultural way, the right way. Because there's always another way to mm. do things, but you want to do it the right way. And the only right way is, okay, think back to your cultural values, what you've been taught. Uh, that's one part. And then church, obviously, big Christian 
big Christian family for both sides mm-hmm. of the family. And those are kind of like, you know, some teachings that we grew up. Be kind, you know, love everyone, treat everyone the same, regardless of, you know, their beliefs. Um, be open uh, and just be respectful. Those are some and it mixes between the traditional and the, and the, and the, the those Christian values. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, those have been the, the two biggest pillars in my life now, especially now having my own family of my own. And those are something that I continue to, to rely on to support me throughout, you know, my life's journey. Because <laughs> yeah. you mentioned you served in Fiji? I sh- yep, I did. Can, yep. can you sort of talk about, like, just learning the language? Yep. And then yep. you spent two years there? Right? Two years in Fiji. Yeah, and so, yeah. Yep. you could just sort of touch on that? So I did a church mission. Uh, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A lot of people call it LDS. A lot of people call it Mormon. Yeah whichever you want to call it, yeah. fine by me. Um, and so you go on a church mission, which would be 24 months, two years for yeah. boys or men, 18 years plus, and uh, 18 months, which yeah. would be a year and a half for the girls, which would be either, I think, 19 years yeah. uh, or older. And so I was called to Fiji, the Fiji yeah. Super Mission. And so we had to learn the Fiji, Fijian language, obviously, what we call it, Vosavakaviti. And so I was sent to Provo. We have a mission training center there. And I was there for three months, learned the language, but you learn the very basic. Okay. Like, just like if you're talking to Samoan or anyone, the most basic, like, how are you? My name is, I'm from here. But you don't really learn the language until you actually get to <laughs> Fiji. Full so, immersion. Full immersion. <laughs> and so when I got to Fiji, I was just like, man, we're all in suits. And it, we only, I only wore my suit once yeah. ever in Fiji. Yeah. And then we put it away. And we had to wear the sulu, sulu watanga or yefaitanga, we call it in Samoan. They call it salu? Sulu. Sulu. Sulu watanga. Yeah, sulu watanga mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in Fijian. So I wore that throughout the rest of my mission. That and flip-flops, yeah. and a short yeah. sleeve, white shirt and a tie. <laughs> uh, and I was sent to a very remote place yeah. called Wanimbuka. It's in the Tailevu side, a bit like probably two hours away from Suba, the main capital. And it was full immersion. Like, wow. you can't speak English to anyone. <laughs> Everyone understands English, but like people there like will tell you, hey, you have to speak Fijian. Because yeah. I still remember one vivid lesson I taught was uh, a lady, I still remember her name, Sister Tawaki, till this day. She comes up to me and says, Elder, you're called to Fiji to speak Fijian, you know, to teach the language in Fijian, so speak Fijian. And ever since then, yeah. you know, I tried my best. And I picked it up in less than three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less than three months because there was no other way in yeah. the bush because it was in the bush. Cool. Yeah, Wanibuka. Yeah. They'll call it Wanyu Fire, a Thai level site, and you have to speak Fijian to survive or at least to get around. You can't just rely on English or like you trying to at least know people. No, you gotta fully immerse yourself. What an adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard the saying, like, you know, the inspiration of desperation. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing what you're able to do mm. when you've got no yep. other choice. Eh? Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, obviously we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah, yeah. Over That's the all right. Next half of an hour or so. <laughs> Three months to learn a language. Yeah. I think that's incredible. How's that carried over? You know, so I, I think there's um there's fundamentals right and there's these experiences and things like that so obviously going over to serve the mission having to learn the language going into a remote place 
how have how has that carried over with you mm. in terms of just attitudes towards opportunity, yeah. if we can put it that way? I think um, you know, as well as everyone, you know, there's that ability to adapt, mm. you know, to a situation and make the most of it, uh, regardless of where you're thrown into the deep or you're just brand new. Um, you have to at least learn how to swim somehow. You know, find the best possible way to swim. <laughs> Just float or swim, whatever, tread the water. Um, I think it's carried on for me, like uh, being placed in like places where, you know, you have to quickly adapt, quickly learn. Um, it can take some time to learn, you know. It can take some time to, to really get on with it or, you know, with the flow of things. But I think one of the biggest things I've learned, especially in my mission, is that you really have to make the most of what you're given. Yeah. Whether you, you know, you're, you're brand new or very experienced coming in, or you have no idea what you're doing, mm. um, but just learning to to adapt and be resilient and oh. and move along. Yeah, yeah. that's I, yeah, and I've, I've used it right through, yeah. from, right through, you know, my my studies as well, right through working, and now with family. Would you say you had that before you went onto your mission, like, and sort of like your mission just made it bigger? Or? Yeah, yeah. I've I've always kind of like, um, like uh, I've I've never shunned away from like, uh, like, opportunity to grow, mm. like uh, challenges. Like I love it. Like I love challenges. Even though sometimes when the door closes, it's like okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like when I was on my way here, yeah. like I I've got. I was reading my emails just from like I've just been looking for academic referees or like yeah. references, and I've just been reading some of the stuff from some of my professors and some of the prosecutors I've been talking to. They've been giving some good pointers, and the one that I've been chatting to today, he was just like, "Hey, just keep doing amazing work to be, you put your best foot forward, yeah. regardless of you know of the um, you know of the outcome." And so I've never been one to shun away from challenges, even even though you get the big no or the door closes, it's fine. It's just an, another, you know, opportunity to, to keep moving, keep moving forward. That is powerful. <laughs> yeah. That is so powerful. I think our, our people need to hear more of these stories of resilience and pushing yeah. forward. Have you been influenced by certain people that have helped shape you into who you are? Yeah. Like, are there certain mentors or people, both in your professional or personal life, who have mm. helped you build this? I think my profession, or my, my personal life, are my parents, you know, all kids of immigrants, people moving over, trying to find, you know, that New Zealand dream. A lot of people say the American dream. I say, hey, there's the New Zealand dream too of just, uh, you know, um, how would you call it? Just uh, raising the bar, mm. you know. My parents have moved here, worked all their lives in Samoa, did the whole move here to try to give us. And it's something that's always been in my mind. Like, I don't know if I'm able to do what they did like say move to America and start my whole family yeah. there or move to Australia and start my whole family there and it, it, they came at a very crucial time where we actually needed to, to move for school or for better future if you say it so my parents are massive massive influence on my life to give back mm. um, another big influence on my life is my late grandfather he just be passed away in December mm just last year so we were in the in Samoa for his uh, for his um, uh, for his funeral uh, but uh, he went to law school mm. couldn't complete law school because of financial problems here in New Zealand in Samoa but he did kind of I think it was a, like an online yeah, yeah. like thing with like 
correspondence thing yeah. that he he was doing. Uh, obviously, he wasn't able to complete that because of he wasn't able to pay it. Yeah. And so his dream was, hey, uh, I want to at least have one of my kids mm-hmm. or my kids' kids or someone from my loins or what he always says. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to go through law school, finish, admit, and I want to see them, you know, just that so that we he could live his dreams yeah. through us as grandkids. And so there's three of us now. Yeah. You know, wow. all about to finish at the same time. Your younger brother? And my my younger brother just got into law school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my other cousin is getting, in, my girl cousin is going into law school. Yes. But there's three of us, so me, my sister, and my cousin, that we're all finishing Very together. Nice. All finished, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll be graduating together. And we can talk about that after. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be admitted by wow. the end of this year. So shout out to my grandfather. I know yeah. he's, he's always around, and I know he's always... Um, you know, always be that guiding light for us, regardless where the wind takes us. But I think professional-wise, um, who would I say professional-wise? Just the people I get in contact with, you know? I'm big on networking. Yeah. Like, just talk, because I learned at law school that if you can get um, anyone, a lawyer or someone, to talk about their career, they wouldn't stop talking about yeah. the career. So it was always good to kind of network. <laughs> so I've always looked up to, to anyone in the legal profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, just talking about opportunity. Yeah. Uh, how did you come across Tupu Toa and how was that sort of processing journey? Yeah. Um, Tupu Toa, it was through some of my uh, law school friends because we have this was called Pilsa, Pacific Island Law Students at the University of Auckland. And I know some of them went through Tupatua. They're Tupatua alumni. So I was like, okay, let's check Tupatua out, you know, and see what... And absolutely had no idea what it was. I said, oh, because I thought Tupatua was... There was another program like that, Tupatai. Yeah. Mm. I was like, okay, I checked out Tupatua. I was like, oh, cool, this is nice. Um, then I applied in uh, 2019. That's where I met um, <laughs> the man here. Um, yeah, obviously... It didn't work out for me in the first time. I was like, nah, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. See how things work out. And then the second time, it all worked out. So that's kind of like how I came across Tupito. And then just hearing like all the testimonies from all the past alumni and people that I know now that just finished from, from uh, their internship, their summer internship. And it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I could testify as well. I had an amazing time. <laughs> And, and, and please tell the story because uh, you know we were talking and you were mentioning yeah you know obviously after interning with Tupatoa led to other things but then you had another internship at Monaco oh yeah yeah can you sort of just talk into how that yeah. came about and so that one um, my sister and I we just said hey let's, I love going to court I love going to sit there I love just listening to arguments be made it would be like whatever it's either be a trial or a sentencing or just on the judge's list. The court is open, you can just go in unless it's closed court. So one day I said, okay, let's go to Manukau court and see what's on. We went there, there it was a sentencing court. I still remember this day clearly. Um, I sat at the back, my sister and I, I recognized some familiar um, faces, the defense attorneys or defense lawyers. And then you obviously have the crown and police prosecutors at the front. And so when there was recess, you know, there was a break, they came outside, I started chatting, having talked with uh, the prosecutors. I was like, hey, 
how could this be, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm interested in this. Obviously, I introduced myself and what I was doing. Um, yeah, networked there. Exchanged um, contacts with, um, with one of the prosecutors. I still remember her. She was very nice. But this was like, like a year altogether. Yeah. Because obviously, that was during COVID as well. And then they weren't taking anything. But uh, it just happened to be last year. Because she told me just to keep in contact with her throughout this time. So I emailed her. I just clicked my mind, emailed her. And then literally the same week, went into uh, the Manukau police station for interview one of the sergeants, the prosecuting sergeants. Um, and then found out there were some Polynesians that were that worked in there, which was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then one of the prosecutors, she's a Samoan lady, sat in there because she said, hey, I recognized your Samoan name. And I wanted to sit in your interview. I was like, cool. So she sat in my interview. And then probably two weeks later, they offered me an internship. Um, and it was amazing. Probably one of the best experiences that I've had. I have yet. And that was just like, just going out and talking and networking. I didn't have to do the whole like, apply for anything. I just <laughs> gave it my CV. <laughs> in my CV. And then, um, yeah, I, 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 I did internship with them for like seven months mm. and I learned a lot absolutely learned a lot would go to court every other day sit in assist prosecutors draft obviously a ton of legal submissions and it was good because now you kind of see like the actual practical side of the law rather than the theory that you get stuck studying <laughs> five to six years yeah, <laughs> yeah. power of networking yeah. power of networking Ooh, absolutely you I've met your sister too and you know I think um, the word tenacious comes to mind just when I remember but beautiful soul and you know know, I can feel the same way with you too is is that something that was um, sort of paramount and and growing up like is your little brother the same way as well my little brother's slightly different yeah he's very uh, reserved okay very quiet compared to us the older siblings um and i think it's just how we were raised to like okay it's not like don't take no for an answer but like okay (laughs) if that war is there find a way either you find a ladder or drill a hole or (laughs) do something or just go around um i think that's how we are the older siblings have always been because we never had anyone in the legal profession to look up to uh especially like in the family i know my other cousin was an intern here and i'll talk to you as about it claval yeah yeah my other cousin yeah he was here too. I, yeah yeah oh, he's, he's a, a solicitor at, he's a great uh, Russell man, Russell man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't want to tell you what he's yeah. doing right now because yeah. i'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> but i know he's got some big moves coming yeah. up yeah. um but um he besides him we had no other family members in the legal profession or someone that paved the way for us yeah. we had to kind of like okay we either you know just go at it and put our best foot forward and just take whatever comes you know and sometimes uh you really had to you know dig deep you know especially at law school because it's predominantly pakia mm. uh, with a very very small class of pacifica and maori students and you all had to kind of like compete not mm. yeah, behaves it competes mm. but you all had to kind of like work hard for it because you know we have the right to be there just as like everyone else yeah. 
and I'm always always of the opinion that hey, I got here on my merits. So is this specific student? So is that specific student? Everyone got here on their merit. And so my little brother is very different. And I keep telling, hey, you you got there on your own merits. You do as well. We'll just be here to support you if you need you know some help along the way. But he's very reserved. So now he's on the second year. Yeah. At um, at Auckland, and he just started. This is his first week. Yeah. Yesterday was his first day. So. Yeah, slightly different um, characters of you know of individuals, but uh, I guess that's it will help us as a family moving forward. Is this just the three of you? No, so there's four of us. Okay. Um, and my on our youngest sister. Yeah. She's in year six right now at okay. Intermediate or yes. not at uh, Rosebank. Yes. Uh, last on Friday I went to. She got a. a is it Kaitiaki? She got Kaitiaki hey. um, yeah. award as a year six. So I'm saying, okay, you better be, you better be responsible now. <laughs> you better be responsible now. Uh, and then obviously my mom, um, you know, in Samoa, we, we don't really have the adoption thing in Samoa, but here for the purposes yes. of here, it has to yeah. be illegal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my mom brought over uh, two of my cousins. Yeah. Um, one is starting to be a nurse, yeah. and one has his own family out South Auckland. Yeah. But our parents has always pushed us like a school, you know. We came here for you guys to go to school so that you'll be able to give back to your own family. And if you can, give back to our family uh, as well. So, yeah, four of us with those two. Because yeah, so you, and, you and Priscilla are quite close. And yeah, how yeah. How was that growing up? Oh, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there were some, some, some very, like, you know, um, interesting moments. Let's say interesting. Um, but then again, it was all sibling love, you know, yeah. like you, you disagree, you agree to disagree yeah. or you just part ways and let it settle later on, let time. You guys were lawyers before yeah. you studied it. Oh. Exactly. But uh, man, I, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, um, that I had her as well to go through to law, go through law school because law school can be one of those daunting places where a lot of kids, they, they have that syndrome. Was that, what's that syndrome that they... Imposter. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's it called? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Mm. Because a lot of kids they wait and to come around law school until they get to year two, and what we've tried to encourage, especially up as thicker students that feel that way, just come, man. Yeah. Regardless mm. of year one, if you're not there, come, come participate with Pilsa. Come get to know kids, because look, we all felt that kind of you know somehow like that when we were first starting, and we don't want. The future students, if you're like that, if you're distance, hey, law school is for you. It's not just for, you know, you know the majority. It's definitely you know, for you because, you know, you worked hard, you got their new merits, and you can definitely do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, yeah, interesting time growing up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, um, so, where are you now? What are you doing right now? And then what do you want to... What is life going to look like in like five years time, five years time? So right now I'm halfway through POPs, just finishing that up. I'm still doing my corporate like uh, security work that I usually do. That's how I always see these guys. Right. Uh, but I think in the long run, uh, I'd definitely like to be in practice. You know, I'll definitely go into practice regardless of where I end up. Uh, either I start, you know, somewhere in a, in a law firm I've never done. Uh, I have no experience in the background or studying criminal, but I've always loved uh, criminal law. I've mm. always had a big passion for criminal procedure, and it's kind of something that I've always wanted to go through or 
at least um, work would be the prosecution, but defense as well would be, be amazing. So five years from now, definitely still be in practice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love your, your conversation about your grandfather um, and kind of the legacy he's left behind for you. And you talk about you've just had a baby, three yeah. months, right? Yes. Baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> what legacy do you want to leave behind for her? I think um, just that the bar's been set, yeah. you know? Um, and obviously right now, like we'll, we'll try and encourage her as she grows up within our family to, you know, to make the best choices for her, make the best choices for her and put her best foot forward. Mm. Like, she doesn't have to look far for like, you know, for counsel or like, she doesn't have far for any motivation. Like, oh, it's right there. Cause my wife's a nurse mm. and uh, she does public nursing for at the Green Lane Hospital. And so I keep telling her, hey, there's the bar's been set. What you gotta do is hop on top and climb, keep going. Do something better yeah so i told her hey you got two schools to choose from either be law school or mid school <laughs> <laughs> two schools to choose from to grow up you that don't work awesome. you talked about wife and so when we talked about it before man how was the whole process of getting married because you know you had to rearrange it oh, and man. also there was exams as yeah, well yeah, absolutely so what are the yeah you sort of just sort of tell this yeah. story because i think it's fascinating so, um, we were originally supposed to be married back in 2021, 20, um, December, but, uh, man, COVID, COVID was just another hectic in itself, another, uh, problem. So we had to postpone it to February. And so when February came around, my side of the family got sick and then we had to postpone it again. Uh, to April, so I, it was the second postponement that kind of like crushed, you know, us. And mm. um, the fact that, oh man, like it's so easy to postpone, but very hard to rearrange the logistics, like what we were talking about before. Just trying to get like uh, the venue, if it's free on this day, whether the caterer is free on this day, whether everyone else can make this day, and whether our photographer is free on this day, because man, obviously weddings are not cheap. Mm. And so we kind of like had to, you know, just pray and fast. And that was probably the biggest thing. We had to, to kind of like have like a family prayer and just like, man, let's just see how things work out. We really want everything to work out. And I was feeling for my wife because she was, you know, feeling, um, I wouldn't say, she was feeling a bit down because of something that we built up. And it was like, okay, this is the day. And then bam, COVID hit. Uh, but uh, man, yeah, thank the Lord everything worked out the third time third time's a charm uh, and so we were we were we were happy to have family members um, there it was sad we couldn't get our grandparents over from Sabah obviously because of health yeah. reasons elderly age but just to have them there on the screen and have families there represent you know other parts of the family here Australia it was definitely worth it at the end did you have a, an exam? I had I had a bunch of oh, I can't say that. <laughs> I had a, a bunch of law assignments. So we have we still haven't had a um, honeymoon. Yeah. We haven't even had one. What are they, we haven't had a baby moon? Is that what you call it? <laughs> None of that. I we got married Saturday, and then I had a bunch of midterm assignments due on Monday, and so it was straight from that to okay. 
bye-bye celebration. You can't really obviously celebrate, but work on those right through, like Sunday night, in order for it to be submitted by, by because it was April, and April's like usually the busy, busy month at uni, with like assignments left, right, and center. How did so, your new wife take it? I reckon. Oh man. <laughs> you just got married and you I know. My, I have to shout, my wife is amazing, man. I, because, we're, we're, man, she's so amazing because when, when, when we do study, especially when I study, it's like, boom, like a wall. Yeah. Like I only go in and check on her when like I'm actually done with something I go in. And so she kind of had to deal with it. And so she was so used to it because when I study, I'm, just long periods, especially law school or anything that you say, it can take up a massive toll, uh, not just on you, but mostly the persons that's supporting you. Mm-hmm. And so she's been a massive like support network, massive like like go to person. Like she'll go out of the way, get snacks. Like here's your study oh. snacks. This is what this is for your dinner. And so those are the things that I always remember, and it makes everything worth it because yeah. okay, now you're not just doing it for you. But you're doing it for your wife that's supporting you, but now you're doing it for your baby now and our parents and kind of like our extended family. It's amazing. So they're amazing. Support network. Yeah. Shout out to the support network. Amazing. A couple of things that, you know, obviously we talk about standing on the shoulders of giants and obviously taking a village to raise a child. Obviously us being the child. eh? And I think, um, what's your wife's name? Uh, Loy. 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 So shout out to Loy. Amazing. Loy. She sounds like the MVP. And, and my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sister and the daughter too. And your yeah. daughter's name? But, so my daughter's named after my, her first name is my grandmother. Yeah. Um, my, her middle name is my wife's grandmother. Okay. Both on uh, mom's side. Yeah. And then her. She's got three names. Oh, the, the typical, the other name is, standard for yeah, the other name is my mom, my grandmother's <laughs> nickname. So her full name is Fa'apale Matolelofa. Yeah. It's to crown the eyes of love. Oh. And oh Tapule is my, obviously my wife's uh, uh, grandmother, yeah. Polly. So Fa'apale Matolelofa, Tapule, Polly, then last name. Not to worry. Yeah, it's a play right now. So good. Good still. Keep it So have you traveled much? I live in the States. I play oh. football in the States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played, oh, I played, college. Yeah. I, well, I played. It was a junior college. Okay. I played for. So I was there for two years. Was that during high school? After? Or? After. So that after I left Fiji. Yeah. And then left here and went to the states. Whereabouts? Oh Utah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I lived yeah. in Utah. So know the place quite well. Yeah. Did you study? Did you? Study? I studied there. So you have to because of junior college. Yeah. But you do what we call associates. Mm. Associates of arts. Associates of science. Yeah. And so I was obviously a two-year program. And so I was, a, I was just fortunate to get a, um, like a, like a football scholarship yeah. because man, fees there, yeah, uh, like it costs yeah. your arm and leg. And so I stayed in Utah for those two years, uh, played, obviously never played. Like what did you play? Here. I played defense? Al- I played defense, yeah. I played outside linebacker. Oh, yes. And I played uh, D-line. Yeah. yeah. D-line. Yeah. So. Were you bigger? Little, uh, I was slimmer. Okay. Yeah. But especially for that sport, you either be a bit slimmer and yeah. faster because you need speed yeah speed is one of the biggest like you know advantages in, in football did you do the 40-yard dash i did 40-yard yeah. dash yeah i did 40-yard <laughs> dash i think my fastest time was like a four six oh, okay that's slow man <laughs> absolutely <laughs> slow compared to the other guys um yeah it's a bit lighter but yeah but uh, i actually enjoyed it just so now i don't really watch much rugby or yeah or rugby league i watch gridiron Football. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I still have some friends that 
some of them are still playing, some have finished, but I still keep in contact with a bunch of coaches there. Yeah. Just quickly, we'll, we'll finish up soon. So much cool that I know. So, was was Irvin Magic Johnson your dad's favorite player? Irvin Magic Johnson, my my dad's favorite player. That's why he named me. I'm just yep. cracking up. He named you. He gave you both names. Gave both yeah. names. The <laughs> first name and because uh, Magic was kind of like his nickname. No, what was well, he saying, ended yeah. up naming me Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously, as we stopped playing basketball. I was telling earlier, I was like, stop playing basketball. <laughs> my little brother still continues, which is you know. He was like, Irvin, you don't play basketball? He's like, nah, nah, I just play gridiron. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you picked up a basketball? Pff, long time, that man. Long, right, like, okay. Probably like two summers ago. Yeah. 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 Played around, but uh, nothing too serious, yeah. man. Like kind of miss it, though. But yeah. Let's get to this. Yeah. Final questions like I like one of <laughs> this is no uh, this is one of those ones where you wish you had four days, but like, obviously wait. you don't. <laughs> but um no, there's so much in your talent. Uh, magic, I'll just call you the most. <laughs> it's a cool name. I'm gonna call you Magic Urban. Watch out, they might think you're a different career. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you see you're doing security as well, so Yeah, yeah. What's it like juggling all the hats? You know, because because on top, first you were studying, you were working. Obviously, you uh, you were in a partnership with your now wife. But on top of that, now you've got profs, you've got daddyhood. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's but it's a lot, right? But what I love is that you just have this joy for life. Yeah, <laughs> and so I think you know through it all, you you've. They can call it the elixir, right? Yeah. You know, you've found, you've found the, the mix that people yeah. pay millions of dollars for, right? And I think, so for you, what's the, what does it all come back to? What's the simplicity for you that just allows you to be the man who's sitting in front of us just sharing your dumb and all? I think it's just um, like having a, like a, a clear view of, of your why. A lot of people take the, you know, to think about that much, but just that why, why you're doing everything that you're doing. Because if you have a clear picture of why you're doing where what you're doing and where you want to see yourself in the next couple of years, and taking all these people with you that, that you're with, especially, you know, having a family of my own, um, living by ourselves and trying to, trying to build our own little, little family or Ainga together. Uh, I think it's, if you just understand, you know, clear picture of that why and then couple that with, you know, these values that you've always grown up with and known and you're grounded with, I think you can never go wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, because uh, those would just be that massive, like, you know, why, like a reminder to you. And I, I'm a big believer in having people check on you as well. Cool. Like uh, someone to keep you grounded, whether it be, say, your wife, yeah. Or your siblings to bring you back down when you fly too high. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Gotta have that person to say, hey. You know, say, my mom always does it to us. Yeah. Like, oh, I, my mom, the detail, my mom is just like <laughs> one of those no filters. Like, oh, I don't care how much you've grown. I don't, my, I don't come all on, these mom. accolades. Yeah. <laughs> come to my house, go wash the dishes. Come to my house, go do the it. chores, go outside. And it's something that we don't really think about it anymore, but we just do. Yeah. And having those people, you know, to keep you grounded, yeah. you can definitely, man, the world's your oyster, man. Absolutely your oyster if you just have those people there. Continue to hold on to your feet rather than you trying to find them. Just keep holding you mm -hmm. to firm and grounded. So that's kind of like for me, yeah, moving forward. 
Mm. Just Any final questions just before we give <laughs> no, Evan Magic say, the last word? Thank you very much for this. I think this was really insightful. I, I mean, this was the first time I met you, so yeah. it's good to kind of hear your story with fresh ears. Um, yeah, just powerful. And uh, you're just caught it all that you just spoke to there. Reminds me of um, how most of our people um, always bring others with us. Mm. We're not just one person. Our success is a result of many, not just one. Um, so thank you for sharing your talent. Um, any final words? Oh man, just thank you to Tor, man. Thank you for having me over. Uh, it's been a long time trying to trying to sort this this podcast out, but I think it, it's all been you know in Lord's timing. Everything works out in His timing. Uh, just again, anyone listening to this, man, just keep going. Just keep going, regardless of you know what what comes your way or what doesn't come your way. There's always something better. There's always a, a better choice to make. Uh, so yeah, th I think that's from me. Uh, I think you answered my question before I asked it, but um, uh, just on that note also, man, just a big fafeta I love. Uh, just for your time, just for sharing. And uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in your corner, man. We're, we're, oh, we're ready for you. <laughs> and we look forward to you, um, you know, obviously starting your own law firm with your sister. Oh. Uh, you know, that all starts out. And just, but just thank you for honoring your grandfather. Thank, thank, thank you. you for honoring your parents. And obviously thank you for setting an example for your daughter to follow. So uh, no, we appreciate you, bro. We love you. And uh, that is us for another episode of Tupu Tua Thank you very much.